I have been emotionally drained all morning because I've had to process information that I wasn't expecting to get, you know, and so there had to be some decompressing and some healing for myself, you know, and really all my life, I've thought that all my past experiences were meaningful in some way and that I had touched somebody's life, that I had made an impact on them. And I found out today that I wasn't nothing but a damn entanglement. And welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I'm Chris. I'm Doyen, a.k.a. an entanglement. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Let me tell you how pissed off I am with Twitter. Like, so everybody's been making these entanglement playlists. Well, why can't anyone make one without an R. Kelly song? And it's like... Mm. <sighs> anywho, I just... And some of the playlists are good. So now... I've got to figure out the easiest way other than me just downloading all the songs myself and leaving off what I don't want. But I just mm-hmm. want to download your playlist and not, not have R. to Kelly. play. R- exactly. Why is this so That's difficult? Fair. It shouldn't be this hard. Anywho, Doyen, tell us <laughs> what you've been doing and what you're drinking. Uh, what have I been doing? Uh, not a whole lot. Just some chilling out. Um, I'm on a Fresh Prince binge. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just rewatching the show. Is there it's hilarious because, like, we all. No, it was just last week, maybe. I was stressed out. And I started watching Fresh Prince. I haven't stopped. Okay. Things I've noticed uh, Dark Aunt Viv is a freak. Like, she be <laughs> fucking the shit out of Uncle Phil. Like,. <laughs> High key and low key, she's a freak. Um, and then the white guy that um, Will's aunt married mm-hmm. changes after a while. I'm I like, notice it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is a different white. This is not the original. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's what happens when you watch TV. When you Old binge TV. it. Yeah. Binge it. Huh. So, as far as what I'm drinking. I was inspired by the Sabachi restaurant we went to. I'm drinking a Tokyo Mule, which is basically a mule with sake and vodka in it. And it's delicious. Sake and vodka? Mm -hmm. Wow. Sake is that girl. I haven't had any in a while. Yeah. I love like warm sake. So Mm -hmm. I need to buy like a sake set to like warm it. Mm -hmm. I had a sake set. I don't think it survived the move because I haven't seen it. <laughs> Listen, things that haven't survived the move, I don't know where my iron is. <laughs> I have not seen it this entire time. So yesterday my shorts were wrinkled and I had to use my steamer to try to get the wrinkles out of my shorts because I was like, I have no clue where my iron is anymore. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I've had it since college. So I'm like, I'm hoping it'll turn up because it's like, have sentimental attachment to it. I just don't iron any time. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how many irons I have been through, like a lot. And the last two that I had, but I will say I've dropped irons a lot. So that's probably Mm -hmm. a part of it. But the last two that I had are really good irons. So 
Yeah. Maybe this one will last. Um, well, y'all, I just been um trying to stay dry. Like today is probably the first day that it hasn't really rained. So I know I mentioned before, like I had a cover for my patio furniture. I don't know where that cover is now. I don't know. Um, it has gone to glory. It's gone. Um, <laughs> I I so I don't know if I mentioned this before because I thought it was gone before, but it just ended up it was on the other side of the fence, and I happened to see it when I was driving away. So I was like, oh, when I come back home, I'll go get it. So that's what I did. Went and got it. This last time, I called myself like tucking it, like into the furniture. Mm-hmm. This last good wind said, no, ma'am. When I looked <laughs> outside, when I went outside yesterday, my grill was blown over. Uh, two of the tomato plants were blown over. The bell pepper plant was blown over. Cushions were blown over and there's no cover in sight. So, yeah. And I didn't even know it did all that, but I guess I was laying down and not paying attention. Mm. <laughs> Tonight, I am drinking a ginger rum and it is literally just ginger ale and rum. And <laughs> um, so one thing I do, especially when I don't have like a lot of ingredients at home, I'll just Google simple rum cocktails because I knew I had plenty of rum. I think I got a little gin too, but I had plenty of rum. And yeah, this was the first thing I came across and I was like, you know what? I have ginger ale and I have rum. So I'll make it do what it do. I do that just because I'm lazy because I had ginger. I had ginger and tequila earlier just because mm. I had ginger. Ginger ale. <laughs> and you know what? I have some fresh ginger in the refrigerator. I don't know why I didn't think to add it. That would have been a nice kick. I'll yeah, try I said, to that'd be very choky. You know how we are on this <laughs> podcast. You know, we can't handle our ginger. Um, <laughs> all right. So I'm going to go on to our review. This came for Blanca's mom. And it says, this is an, <laughs> this is an invitation to have drinks with your good Judy. I feel like I know them after listening to a couple of episodes. I love the variety of drinks and the conversations about everything in news, politics, and entertainment. Most of all, I love the help, helpful mental health moment at the end. Black women especially need the resources to have a whole and happy life, mind, body, and soul. This is a weekly reminder to protect the vessel. I was like, she made that real deep. <laughs> I was like, I love that. Yeah, that's what we're doing. <laughs> okay, so Blanco's mom, don't forget, you need to make sure you let us know that you left us a review so that you can get your free, beautiful sticker. Yay. <laughs> okay, so we're going to move along to our current events. Monique said, uh, you and the blogs are not going to come for me today. So she was like, absolutely not. I'm not joining the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Uh, she's like, Nene is a legend for that show. and She needs to be on the show and I'm not going to do it. <laughs> and the way that the, like I read the article in her voice and mm-hmm. it was like, I imagined her to be if she was on the show. Because I was like, I can't picture her on the show because she won't put up with their mess. 
And she'll be like, right. oh, baby, we don't do that. <laughs> and that's how right. she was in the article. She was like, Mm-mm, I can't talk about my sisters like that. <laughs> like, girl. <Right. laughs> so, yeah. But did she say whether her husband was going to be on or not? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's going to be up there with the apple with uh, Peter. A peach, girl? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that one, too. A peach with Peter. Oh, Peter was they the only have... guy to have a peach. <laughs> The real fake house husbands mm-hmm. of Atlanta. <laughs> like Greg and Peter and Monique husband. Because we don't know his yeah. name. <laughs> yeah. I think she calls him. No, I scrolled too. down and they're like, Glee star Naya Rivera dead at thirty three. I really wanted her to like not be dead. So they found her they found the remains. They found a body, yeah. And I, yeah. That's really sad and um yeah. yeah. Just sad for everybody, her family, um, especially her baby. And, you know, social media is just weird. Yeah. So her co-star, the one that nobody likes, what was her name? Leah Michelle. Leah Michelle. Everyone started bullying her because she had not made a statement. And I don't know anything about Leah Michelle. I'm not taking up for her at all. But... Mm -hmm. Let this, I mean, this girl just, I mean, this just happened. Let mm-hmm. people process, let people grieve in the way they know how. If yeah. it was someone, it could be my mortal enemy. But if it's someone that I've worked with daily and I know them, I don't want them to die. And if they do, it's going to take a lot for me to process that. And yeah. I can't just be out here giving statements. Like the internet is weird. And she's like pregnant. She needs to like not be in a state of right. like stress. Like right. she needs to work on growing that baby because that's hard. <laughs> I don't but know. Alas. Anyway, um, prayers to um Naya and her family. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so uh, Lady Antebellum, in their effort to appear not racist has done a kind of racist thing, which is they're suing Lady A for her name. (coughs) Lady A is a Black woman who lives in Seattle, which is a gem and a unicorn in itself. But uh, she has been performing as Lady A since 1987. That's longer than my life. (laughs) Right. Just so y'all know. By one year, but still. Um, And so for Lady Antebellum, to be like, oh, we're just going to sue this small artist because we can, because we have a bigger name, is extremely racist and extremely, like, just white privilege that goes unchecked. And I'm like, I don't understand why they don't get how bad this looks for them. Yeah, and so she was basically going to let them have the name for, I think, about $10 million dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm sorry, Lady Antebellum has ten million dollars. Okay, like mm-hmm. they could have done that, but and so they didn't want to pay, so she sued them, and so they're like, "Well, we're only suing her. Like we don't want any money. We're just suing her to make her drop her suit, and then we're suing her to let us use the name, but we don't want any money. As if that makes it better. Like right. that's her name." That's her right. name. And like you said, she's been using it for decades. Like, no. Yeah. 
And she clearly has a, a pretty big following because I've been seeing a lot of people on my timeline talk about her and talk about her music. So, no. Read yeah. the room. You don't get to just come and take because you have that privilege. That's, That's what, what they said. used to. Like, That's what they used to. Yeah. But it's just like, girl, y'all did this out of an attempt to not be racist. But y'all don't realize how racist this shit looks right now. <laughs> exactly. I don't understand. They need a black friend that's going to tell them about themselves. They need so. something. Like, I'm mm-hmm. just sick of it. But in Bright News, Mariah Carey is releasing a memoir called The Meaning of Mariah Carey. And I cannot fucking wait. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then it's going to be on Audible, and I want to hear it on, in her voice, and I cannot wait. Well, I'm going to let you read it first, then tell me about it. Yeah, I like. I know Mariah's going to put it in a light that is very um, beneficial to Mariah. Right. It's probably a half-truth, but I cannot wait. <laughs> right, like I want to know, if it's nothing juicy in there, then I'm not going to waste my time. So I'm going to let you tell me. And you don't even have to tell me what it's about. Just tell me, yes, it's juicy. No, it's not juicy. <laughs> Whatever she wants to give me, I will accept. That's right. <laughs> but, yeah. Speaking of juiciness, I think we had to re-circle back on our conversation from last week. So, okay. the Red Table Talk, oh. where Jada... Jada says she's having a red table talk with herself and I really thought it was going to be with herself and then Will showed up and I'm like okay <laughs> I was I was hoping Will would be there but I wasn't expecting him to be there so I'm glad he was yeah Um. so I did you listen to the whole table talk I did I watched it Me while too. I was in my bubble bath <laughs> I watched it with friends this um <laughs> But, yeah, and I think I don't fully take this as truth either. I feel like they're spinning it to sound good for them. (laughs) But alas, you know. Um, But basically, Will and Jada were on a quote-unquote break. And Jada calls her situation with August and entanglement and Will is like, no, call it what it is, yes. which I love that he called her yes. out on that. I love that, um, that too. But I also love the social media jokes about entanglements. It's priceless. I mean, that's the new word. <laughs> that is our new word, entanglement. <laughs> but yeah, like Will's like, I didn't give him a blessing. I um <laughs> I think he just said that so to not have like the hate that would come at him for being a side but I don't know. But it was just interesting to me because I was like, Y'all, this seems like such a measured PR move. Yeah. And so and- I don't know if I fully believe what they say, but they also I admire the fact that they are such a PR machine. Well, I don't really have a reason to not believe what they said, only because, truthfully, they didn't say much. (laughs) And so, like you said, they're really good at PR. They really didn't say much. Because, honestly, what people want to know is, do they have an open marriage? Are they swingers? Which is none of our business, but that's what people want to know. And they were not alluding to that at all. Like, she basically said, we were separated 
I had a little fling with a little thing because we were separated. And when it was over, it was over. And that's pretty yeah. much it because she didn't even address the thing for me was her calling him like her son. Like we heard her say yeah. that with our own ears. So it's like, why would you address him like that if you're sleeping with him? Like, yeah, I think it seemed like at the beginning they reached out to him because he was troubled. And so he was a friend of the family. And it just, when you have too much communication, especially when you're going through issues in a relationship, it can easily turn yeah, into... Yeah, we all understand how it happened, but she continued yeah. to do that. And I think the point I'm trying to make is that she skirted away from saying, you know what, I probably took advantage of the situation. Yeah. Because I think we would be having totally different conversations if the roles were reversed. If it was an older man and a younger mm -hmm. girl, a 20-year-old girl who's misguided and going mm -hmm. through the things that he was going through. But she dodged that. So, like, I don't have a problem believing what they said because they didn't really say anything. I think it was funny how some men, and it's like, don't be dense. Men were, like, jumping to the bit to say, like, oh, that's how women are and she cheated on Will and Will's a good guy and X, Y, and Z. And it was like, Will's sentiment, everybody, everybody kept talking about the hurt on his face. Will wasn't hurt. Will was tired. And Will was probably more perturbed that they're having to go through this because what I later. got from him, what I got from him was I keep my hoes in check. And you don't. And I told you that that little boy wasn't ready for this. That is what I got from him. Because we all mm -hmm. know this is the first time we've heard of Jada with someone. But we've all seen the pictures. We've all heard the things about Will plenty of times. So it's mm -hmm. like, I just felt like he wasn't mad at her for what happened. He's mad because we're having to go through with this because she couldn't keep her hose in check. You know? So it was <laughs> like, now you embarrassing me in front of people yeah but anywho i just felt like it was like what 13 14 minutes it was over pretty quickly um i thought it was gonna be longer than that but you know they said what they had to say yep and that was it that was pretty much it um next up so <laughs> nfl first of all why would you come for Jill, Jillian Scott, Jilly from Philly? Why? <laughs> Why? Do you want your edge of snatch? Because that really is what he wanted. So anyways, Kyle Kiero, uh was questioning if Jill Scott is attractive and got dragged by all of the internet to the point where he had to apologize. Mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> he was like, people are really attracted to Jill Scott and by no means is she ugly, but y'all are really sexually aroused by her, huh? It just got dragged to high hill. <laughs> All of black Twitter came for his throat, as they should have. Yes. He was wrong. He was very wrong. I mean, it's one of those things, once again, just text your friends. Like, why would you put this out on Twitter so you can open yourself to being dragged? I don't know why people do not text their friends. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I have a group of friends, and we literally have a group chat titled a safe space like mm -hmm. text your friends 
Don't put that out there to the world. That's one of the so, downsides of people, which I don't know how old he is, but I'm assuming he's younger than I am, with these people who mm-hmm. always, who grew up with social media. Mm-hmm. They don't know a filter. They don't know yeah. what is appropriate to post and what is not. I feel like as millennials, we're like in the perfect set because it's like we know enough to be wary, but we also uh, know how to use social media and use it well. I mean, I'm speaking in very broad terms because, of course, yeah. everybody doesn't fit into that. But, yeah. but you know, we were crazy in like 2009, 2010. <laughs> so we've seen like how things have progressed and we we have good sense because of that but um yeah so he said i tried to explain my thing after realizing how poorly it was worded and conveyed i didn't grow up on jill scott so it was news to me that she was a sex symbol and i just tweeted stupidly it was best to just delete it and take my l i've also seen people equating my t- tweet to both fat shaming and hatred of black women with how prevalent that is, I can understand why many people feel that way, but that's not the case here. So, whatever. Yeah. But, but you know, it bees what it bees. Uh, okay, so my favorite cat, Jason Derulo, <laughs> <laughs> just continues to just be in the news for no apparent reason. So, he said in an interview with Complex, he was asked about a rumor that claims he makes $75,000 for a TikTok video. Um, and he was like, I think it's tacky to say what I do make from them, but it's far more than that. And I'm not going to say what it is. And I was like, get that money, bae. <laughs> it makes sense, though, because his TikToks are like highly produced. Like, <laughs> highly produced. It's like there's no way he's making his TikToks with just whatever filter is on the TikTok. He's got to have a film mm-hmm. crew. He's got to have some real serious editing going on, even a makeup crew for some of the things that he's done. So, yeah, I I get it. He is a stunt queen, and I love it so much. <laughs> but he said he felt the pressure when people started calling him the king of TikTok, but he's happy to wear the crown proudly. It's like I say, he's just... A, like ever since cats i was just like he's a stunt queen and i love it like he did the most like cats they're like hey just be a real chill cat he's like nah i'll be the most and we gonna do this (laughs) i would watch that movie again just for him that's it nobody else i have not (laughs) seen that at all and i don't intend on it (laughs) it's not great and i don't tell other people to watch it but jason derulo and cats was like primo content i enjoyed when they showed the ensemble singing uh uh i was about to say memories yeah memories is it memories the moonlight song moonlight whatever whatever the thing the the the, the, uh, i don't know what it's called but she says moonlight yeah yeah. uh so i the ensemble performed it which they were all in their regular attire like they weren't in the and i enjoyed seeing that um i probably would enjoy the soundtrack but yeah i have no desire to see that <laughs> it's pure comedy to me it's a funny movie because it's not right anyways and lastly we're going to talk about our favorite florida man so one florida man is out here on the streets 
trying to make sure that his city is safe from COVID-19. So he is spraying hydrogen peroxide all over the city. And um, he got permission from the city leaders. I don't know if hydrogen peroxide is going to clean the whole city, but he was like, I'm going to try it. <laughs> I mean, it's worth a try. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's, it's solid science, but it's better than like drinking bleach. I mean, if he wanted to bleach the streets, I'd be cool with that too. Yeah. I feel like he's probably spending a lot of money on the hydrogen peroxide that he yeah. has to spray everywhere. I mean, but... his whole theory about like <laughs> the pathogens have to fall down. <laughs> I don't think they do, yeah. sir. <laughs> I think they just float on. I think they stay exactly where they are. <laughs> yeah, but, I, don't, sure. I don't think they have to fall <laughs> down, but, you know, whatevs. Worth a try. The uh, medical expert said he didn't see where it would cause anybody any harm. So, mm-hmm. hey. And the street's probably nasty anyway. Well, the city manager said that the city commission did not reach out to any helps experts before giving him approval <laughs> so yeah try it out what what could it hurt except for like you know people and children and maybe dogs <laughs> we'll see how it goes he's he's spraying he's paying for the spraying out of pocket mm-hmm. so you know <sighs> yeah so that's the thing that florida people are doing and i'm proud of him even though i don't know if science actually is on his side on this but i'm proud of him for doing what he can to keep his state or trying to keep his city healthy speaking of i think yesterday was the first day new york did not record a death and i'm like oh that's so sexy (laughs) i was like oh i'm jealous what y'all doing over there because texas is running out they're staying their asses at home right and they're like slowly reopening you know things that blue blue states and cities do that red states will not because they have their heads up their asses (sighs) for the last so we're going to take a second to listen to our sponsors and we'll be right back all right And we are back, and we're just going to move right along to our someone something. So, okay. So, July is BIPOC month. It is stands for Black Indigenous People of Color. I don't really love the term, but it is really good to think about our mental health. Um, sorry. BIPOC Mental Health Month. That's what it is. <laughs> so, we wanted to, uh, again, focus someone something on mental health resources to help black people um and so today i'm a big fan of apps so i wanted to go for apps because that's my way of figuring out ways to fix my mental health at this moment so we're going to start off with the yana app the yana app was founded by eric coley and it uses detailed questionnaires to connect members of marginalized communities with compatible licensed therapists based on their backgrounds, needs, and therapies. Its therapy packages include daily texting support, phone calls, and virtual meetings with more than 200 clinicians. And so that's super dope to me because I'm like, um, I want somebody who's Black, possibly Nigerian, 
but I also want somebody who does virtual meetings because I don't really want to be in nobody's office. (laughs) So it's a cool way to like connect your needs with who you want to talk to. Yeah. Next one, you had heard me talk about this so many times on the episode um, or the podcast. It's called Shine App. And it's basically a self-care app that helps people rest, heal, and grow through difficulty. It is um, by two people of color. I think one's black. I think one's not. But um, but they do say the Black-owned app. It was created in 2016. And it just has a lot of guided meditations, morning inspiration texts and articles. Um, really great, like, sleep stories for like when I can't sleep it'll tell me yeah. like a sleepy retelling a drum line and I'm like yeah <laughs> uh yeah I I wholly and even right now with their emails they're so like I'm sure they have more than black customers but they still are speaking in a way that's very inclusive to black people right now because they know that we are dealing with a lot of trauma right now so I love Shine App. I cannot talk about them enough. Okay. Next up, Minds of the Culture is for those wishing to integrate therapy into their faith-based lifestyle. Um, this mental health clinician, Dr. Shonda Reynolds, launched the app in June at a time of heightened stress and trauma in the Black community. By incorporating religion into mental health practices, Reynolds aims to show the two are complementary. And I really like that because, like, I some days I'm like oh I want a faith-based counselor but I want my counselor to be black and if I had to pick I'd pick a black person over a faith-based person so if I can find a black faith-based person that's pretty good for me (laughs) I I purposely stayed away from faith-based and I feel like the way that this person is speaking for this app it sounds like it's really Mm -hmm. good so mm-hmm. it sounds like it's something I might be interested in, interested in, but I just being in the deep South, when you go to faith based counseling, it's all just prayer. And I away. didn't want that. Yeah. I can get that from my granny. I did mm-hmm. not want somebody to tell me to pray <clears throat> about it. I didn't want someone to, I, I honestly, I mean, I am a, <laughs> I am a firm Christian. I'm a Baptist. I'm always be a Baptist, but I did not want religion to play any part of it. I just didn't. Um, because I wanted, I wanted, I wanted someone to hear me and to give me concrete tools that I can use. And to me, prayer isn't always concrete. Prayer definitely helps. Meditation helps. Um, I, prayer has definitely gotten me through a lot of things but that's not mm-hmm. what I wanted from my therapist I have people in my life who can guide me with prayer yeah for free so in the minds of the culture app you'll find informational blogs and videos a bible a black therapist therapy a mood journal and more and so yeah like I think maybe I could deal with a mentor more, but like honestly, that's two people I had to open up to. So I'm like, if I can open to one person about all of my problems, that's probably more ideal. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know me. Um, next up, the safe place. Safe place. Suicide survivor and mental health activist Jasmine Pierre created an app, the safe place 
safe place <laughs> to remove stigmas surrounding mental health in the Black community and provide access to wellness resources. The app description reads, all races go through mental illness, but we also can experience it differently because of our race and social backgrounds. So this free resource provides clinical definitions of mental illness and allows users to take self-assessments. It also offers self-care tips on how to cope with police brutality, as well as Black mental health statistics and open forum discussions. The next one was Tally. Uh, it's a UK-based platform founded by Laura Cena in 2019, and it's an anonymous listening service. Um, they say, we provide a safe space where people can speak to someone confidentially and be listened to. The website states, app users have profiles, allow people to connect based on similar interests and share their stories confidentially. They also host weekly tally talks every Saturday exploring different topics centered on health and wellness. That sounds kind of like what Soul Pancake used to be, although Soul Pancake is not black owned. But that's kind of Soul Pancake. <laughs> um, it was started by uh, uh, what's his name, the guy that plays Dwight Schrute on The Office. Oh, yeah, it was started by him, and that's kind of what it was. Like, mm-hmm. it was kind of like uh group-based community-based therapy and uh (laughs) mental well-being and i really loved it it doesn't exist like that anymore it's very different now but yeah um it was great and he would rain wilson that's his name and he would like pose these different prompts or someone would i don't know whether it's him or not but pose these different prompts and you know we'd have group discussion and like there were little chat rooms based on different topics and you can just kind of go in there. It was kind of like, you know, how you see on like different churches or different community centers have like different groups. Like grief groups and stuff. Yes. It was just like that on an app. It was great. I don't know why they changed. I don't even know what it does now because I deleted it after they changed, but I don't know yeah. why they changed the way they operated because it was great like that. Like I had yeah. some really good, and I don't really interact with people like that, but I had some good conversations with people on there. Yeah. And lastly, there's health in her hue. Um, in a world where only 5% of doctors are Black, this directory and app is a game changer for Black women looking for medical providers that look like them and content tailored to their needs. The app also fosters a community where Black women can connect about health and wellness, as well as a blog where these women can read about relevant health topics, including obstetrical complications and self-care tips for grappling with the pandemic. I'm definitely going to check this out because I need a Black OB and I need a Black dentist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those are the two that actors I still need on my health team. Those and are the so two I that I need for them black, black as well. Yeah, <laughs> everybody else is black. Those are the two that I have left. All righty, so we're gonna move along to a poor life decision. Funny enough, I was just in a text conversation with some of my friends and my friend Victor uh, was talking about toxic friendships. And I was like, you know, this is a great follow up to gaslighting in relationships. So we're going to talk about eight not so obvious signs you have toxic friends. Mm -hmm. 
No matter how busy I might be with work and other obligations, I work just as hard as maintaining my relationships with my friends because they each bring something special in my life. A good friend is hard to find, but a true friend is even more difficult to use, lose. And then there are the friends that make you wonder how you ever became close in the first place. <laughs> so what does it mean to have a toxic relationship? The reality is many friendships are not filled with the same depth and emotion you might have with your bestie. Some are just surface level, and that's fine, depending on how much time you spend with them. However, what happens when someone drains you more than they energize you? It can be hard to see what's best for you when you're invested in a relationship of any kind, even just a platonic friendship. Too many of us put up with too much because the pain that certain relationships bring us scares us less than the pain of letting go of people we love. We also tend to deny toxic relationships because most of us are exposed to so many of them that habits of toxic relationships actually feel normal. <laughs> but the fact is, they're most certainly not normal. They're detrimental to our health and development as individuals. So we're going to start off with seven obvious signs here in a toxic friendship. So if you find yourself feeling disgruntled and unhappy with a friend's behavior more than that, you may be in a toxic friendship. Not sure if they're guilty. Some obvious signs. One, they've crossed a major boundary for you with no apologies. Instead of communicating that something is wrong, they make passive aggressive comments, Uh Molly. (laughs) they are jealous of you or your other friendships they insult you or are mean to you they're passive aggressive towards you they act jealous of you and you can't seem to do anything right by them Mm -hmm. so if you see these in your life they're definitely like very obvious signs that like you need to work through that and probably drop them like dead weight yeah but the subtle signs they don't really seem as obvious, but at the same time, you, as they continue in your life, you might see that like this relationship is not healthy for you. The thing is that sometimes new acquaintances slide into friendships before you realize who those people truly are, and nice people worry, ironically, about hurting the other pe- person's feelings. The above should be very easy to remove from your life, but there are more signs that are sometimes harder to notice, especially if the guilty party is someone you love. So the first one, they aren't there to celebrate your success. So when you think back on your last achievements, you remember they weren't there or didn't have much interest or understanding about how much your goals mean to you. In fact, they might even be resentful of your success or doubt how you've earned your achievements. Chris, have you ever experienced this? Yes. <laughs> um. I felt like just noticing that that person isn't didn't didn't celebrate with me in the same way that I've celebrated with them or didn't celebrate mm-hmm. at all or didn't say and and I make excuses like oh well she's going through something or she's got a lot going on and just quiet as is kept I mean you should never have to Like, friendship is about understanding. So, Mm -hmm. friendship is me understanding that you have other shit going on or that you have your own things that you're dealing with. But friendship is also you understanding that I can peep in and say, congrats, and I'm happy for you to your friend. So, it's like, 
focus. Yeah, I think we both experienced this when we were launching the podcast. Like the people, you, we very much knew the people who were there and they were happy for us and were going to be rooting for us. Yeah. And the ones that were not. Yeah. And so, <laughs> yeah, it was a thing I think we definitely both experienced. Um, next up, they only care about themselves. Whenever they have a problem, they expect your support. But when you need them, they're nowhere to be found or make excuses as to why they can't be there for you. This is tough because I do feel like I am supportive and very loyal being the cancer that I am to my friends. And so it sucks. Like I don't require a lot as a friend. I try to like limit the burden of my friendship, but it's like the few times I need somebody, like if you don't, if you're not going to be there for me, it's really damaging to how I feel about you and our friendship. Yep. It's like that. And I, you know, I'm going to always do what I can when you ask me. I'm going to always be there. I don't ask for help very easily. So when I do ask for your help and you don't come through, that's a big deal. And I'm not going to ask for help in a major way. Like, I'm not going to ask you to donate a kidney. (laughs) I'm not even going to ask you to help me move because I hate moving and I would never ask anyone else to do that. Like, it's just could be something simple. But when I need you and you're not there, that is very difficult for me to move past because I feel like I literally ask you for nothing. Yeah. And when I asked my dad, I think I, that's when I started to rethink a lot of my relationships because it was like, I didn't need a lot. Like, I don't need you checking on me every day, but sometimes I'm like, I'm sad. I just yeah. want you to be like, hey, I'm here for you. Let's yeah. talk if you need to. Um, and a lot of people failed to do that. And so I have rethought a lot of my relationships since then. <laughs> so next up, they're not interested in the details of your life. When conversations shifts to you and you start detailing something, anything that is important to you, whether it's about your job or your relationship, they're distracted and soon shift the conversation to something else. And this is another one of those things where, like, I feel like as a younger person, I didn't mind fake, flaky friends. I just put them in the bucket of flaky friends. But nowadays, like, I'm an older woman. I want people I can do life with. Like, I want life-affirming right. relationships. So if we can't talk about, have a conversation where, like, I can talk about me without you distracting from that like I I would talk about you all the time <laughs> so like it's like these are the things I require as I grow older as a woman it is a right. life-affirming relationship so yeah yeah that's a sign that that might not be the type of life-affirming relationship that I want in my life yeah yeah um same here I just I'm gonna I don't open up really easily until like I'm the type of person that first of all I don't like say what now you're like an onion (laughs) (laughs) there's so many layers and they cry (laughs) I I went strike this weekend (laughs) in in my weekend state and it was hilarious (laughs) it's just like I I don't really open up that easily and I'm the type of person Mm -hmm. that when I'm in a setting where I have to talk, I will talk. I talk a lot, but it don't be about nothing. And so mm-hmm. 
if you can't recognize what I'm trying to do, I had a friend in quotes. I am really challenging um, that title with this person lately, but Mm -hmm. I tried to open up about something that was very big for me. And she interrupted me with some shit, with some bullshit. And then came back and, you know, wasn't really paying me attention when I was talking. And that's a big deal for me. And so I don't really, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to tell you anything. And I didn't. And I stopped right there. Yeah. As a side, the next one was, they don't share details of their life with you. Probably just as telling and just as hurtful as when a former confidant decides to exclude you from their narrative. Mm -hmm. A good friend is eager to share details about their lives, hear feedback, and get advice because they depend on you as a friend, too. Mm -hmm. Reciprocity is so important. Yeah, It's like, if I'm opening up to you, you better open up to me. (laughs) Or having a friend. I had a friend that I felt like she would do that at times to punish me. Mm -hmm. Like things that would be going on, specifically things that would be going on with her kids. Like she knew I wanted to know that. She Mm -hmm. knew I wanted to be a part of that. But like purposely tell someone else or tell someone else even things that's going on with her, but not tell me. And that was done as a form of punishing me. And it was As like childish. Exactly. Yeah. Like, okay. Okay. <laughs> Next one. Your mother doesn't like them. Mother <laughs> always knows best. And they have your best interests at heart. In fact, this doesn't only have to be your mother. If any other person close to you doesn't like this friendship and could offer you reasons as to why that don't stem from jealousy, then chances are that you've just been blind to those reasons. Funny thing about it is when I had this recent friend breakup, I told my sister about it. She was like, yeah, I didn't like her. And I'm like, <laughs> once again, like, she is the queen of, like, I would break up with a guy. And she was like, yeah, I never liked him. And I'm like, why didn't you tell me while I was dating them? Like, why? <laughs> why I just want to say but that I also, didn't like her either. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's just like, yeah. I guess as you know, on hindsight, I'm like, yeah, I see that. <laughs> I didn't like her to me when I first met her, but I came around. And, and you know, I regret not trusting my initial decision. But some people, <laughs> you know, people are in your lives for different reasons, and there may have been a reason why you were in her. You were in her life. Yeah, you may have taught her a lesson. She may have brought something important to your life. So it doesn't mean that that's all in vain. And also. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't give people the benefit of the doubt like you did with her. Like you gave her a second chance, even though you didn't like her that much at first. Keep doing that because I'm sure that when the times with her were good, they were good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, it's all, it's all good. I am a very big fan of talking about how like people in your life are like trees. Some people are your roots. Some people are branches where like something traumatic has to cut things off. And it's up here leaves. She may have been a branch, but whatever. The this things are cut off and I was still growing thrive as a tree without her. And so alas. Next up. Um they criticize you but not constructively. Mm -hmm. Um a good friend will certainly critique you because they want to better you and help build you up. 
but a bad friend will criticize you just to make themselves feel better. The difference is whether or not they offer help or advice or they just shame you. And yeah. once again, this is one of the things I get older and I'm like, no, you're not going to criticize me just for shits and giggles so that you can feel better about yourself. That's not it. <laughs> I, I don't, not. I've actually never really had um, a lot of that. I've had friends tell me, you know, things that I did that may have crossed the boundary with them or something that I do that girl, that's not right or whatever, but Mm -hmm. it's actually always been in a loving manner. I haven't had anyone just criticize me for the sake of criticizing me. You know what I mean? So, and I think the people who love me know how to talk to me and they know that, we have to be in a very loving, calm manner or else yeah. I will not accept it. <laughs> I mean, and that's anyone. I say that to people all the time. You have to, uh, you know, that that I keep it real. I keep it real. Okay. Are you keeping it real for the sake of keeping it real? Or are you keeping it real mm-hmm. with this person because you love them and you want them to better themselves? If that's the case, yeah. you have to give it to them in a way that they can receive it. What's the point of hurting your friend's feelings if they're not gonna grow from it, it's and not be gonna better. push them. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. Yeah, <laughs> a whole Dixie cube full of sugar. <laughs> Anyways, um, lastly, they don't prioritize you. Everyone's busy these. Well, not lastly. One more after this. Anyways, everyone is busy these days, and we all have a million things to squeeze into twenty-four hours in a day. But we make time for the people about who we, about whom we care, which is really weird. People we care about. I don't know why they <laughs> phrase it that way. Anyways, we take we make time for our friends and family and prioritize prioritize them when we can. If this person never prioritizes you, it's because they don't care about you as much as they care about the rest of the things going on in their lives, which is real. And yeah. it, it kind of goes in like ebbs and flows. Like I feel like forever it's been like if my friends are in a relationship i know that they're not going to be hitting me up as much as they are when they're not you know (laughs) but like and sometimes it makes sense because i'm probably the same way in a relationship but it's just if you can yeah but you should see like together yeah no i'm not gonna ignore their text messages but i might not reach out but (laughs) you know like it's just an ongoing pattern that you have to see yeah yeah and i want to say that in a lot of my scenarios (laughs) i'm really talking about the same person (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) but i you know felt like so i made the decision that because this person wasn't stepping up for me in the way i was stepping up for them or mm-hmm. being, you know, being there for me in the same way, like um, the last point that we just made. But one mm-hmm. thing I can say, because you have to have some discernment. Mm-hmm. This girl loves me and I love her. But she is immature and the world centers around her. And so it wasn't that she didn't value my friendship, but she didn't know how. And while that's mm-hmm. okay, I'm not going to let you learn on me. Like, you can't pull me around while you learn. So I mm-hmm. learned how to pull back 
and be your friend from a distance. Be an acquaintance, yeah. if you will. But, oh, yeah. you, you know, know you, you just have uh, to know the <laughs> difference with some people. It is so hard to be serious with the Tiger King staring me in the face. Just, <laughs> Zoyan has Zoyan has the Tiger King as her background and he is posing with the tiger and he's just looking so ethical. Oh, look. Oh, look. And I just, it's hard to be serious with him just <laughs> looking at, like he's looking, he's looking like he's saying, yeah, go on. <laughs> no. <laughs> Carol Baskin. <laughs> uh, you're fine. You're fine. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's the thing about it is like, sometimes we go through different areas in our life, but if you see this constantly treading, I think that's when it becomes an issue, you know? Yeah and something you might want to and you know me i am good about um boxing people as friends and be like okay you I'm don't good. put that much into um our relationship i'm not gonna put that much into our relationship and so hit me up when you want to don't yeah. hit me up when you only need something because yeah that's the easiest way to get ignored yeah unless if you're paying me and then I'm fine with that. <laughs> then it's a transaction. Then it is a right. business transaction. Pretty much. Um, but lastly, they keep score. In a toxic relationship, people hold grudges. Hello, me. I hold grudges. <laughs> <laughs> your family keeps score the number of times you disappointed them and throw them all in your face when they do something to upset you. Rather than accepting responsibility and apologizing, they'll say, well, you know, how about the time you did this or you've done that to me before? In healthy relationships, you can be honest with each other about what offense or negatively offends you, affects you, and address it before it turns into the game of tit for tat. You can't use past wrongdoings in order to try and justify current righteousness. It doesn't work that way. I will say, I do hold a lot of grudges, but I don't... Like, if you come to me and you're like, Doyen, you've done something that upset me, I won't be like, oh, well, you upset me six months ago. Like, yeah. I remember all that shit, because yeah. I'm an elephant's never forget. But <laughs> at the same time, like, I'm not gonna be... I'm not on that level of tip for tat like and I am trying to be better about like instead of internalizing my uh upsets being like yeah. speaking up about it at the time but it also doesn't work because sometimes people get mad because you got mad at them so. yeah <laughs> yeah I'm not a it's so difficult to describe what holding a grudge means I don't think mm -hmm. I'm a grudge holder, but now when it comes to relation, when it comes to romantic relationships, I am, I, I practice that a bit more because I will bring up that bitch from 1999 in a heartbeat. Like mm -hmm. it don't like, I will bring up something from, whereas with friendships, once we move past it, it's over, it's done. I have to say my piece. And then once I can say my piece and move on, I'm good. Yeah. But yeah, I with with romantic relationships, it's not that easy. Like yeah. the first time um uh what's her name? Leslie from Saturday Night Live. You know what I'm mm -hmm. talking about? Les Dog. Yeah. I can't think of her last name. 
she had this stand-up routine that she used to do on Comic View. Like, this is way back, so I'm talking about Comic View. But she was like, you know, young man, cheat on you, and you're going to remember it all the time. And then when he asked you, you know, you, you went to the grocery store, you didn't get no cookies. And she was like, you're going to be like, you better ask that bitch for them cookies. Like, that's how yeah. I am. Like, with romantic relationships, it's just harder for me to, like, not throw it up. But the point of the matter is, if you stayed, then you need to let it go. <laughs> yeah. It's as simple yeah. as that. Yeah, especially with relationships. It's like, remember that time when I wanted chicken nuggets and you gotta be Wendy's is not instead of McDonald's? Like, fuck you. <laughs> you don't care about my needs. Going in, who chooses McDonald's? Me. Over I love McDonald's nuggets. Leave me alone. It's very sketchy meats, but I accept them. <laughs> oh, okay. Lastly, what to do about a toxic friendship? The worst part of realizing that you have a toxic friend is that she may be someone to whom you're once much closer, but from whom you had drifted. Breakups with friends, especially best friends, are just as painful. They're not so more so than romantic relationships at times. And honestly, in romantic relationships, what hurts me is the fact that like I spent days, months, years talking to the same person and so it's hard to not be able to talk to that person anymore you know and so the same thing happens with friends (laughs) whereas like I spent so much time feeding into you and you've been feeding into me and so not being able it's kind of like that where like not being able to talk to that person anymore it's hard like it's like grieving a death yeah the Um, worst breakup I ever had was a friendship it wasn't a romantic situation. It was uh, me and someone who had been my best friend for years. And that's the worst breakup I've ever been through. And while we've made up, it's not the same. It'll never be the same. And that still hurts me to this day. Whereas, yeah. you know, I cry over nigga and be over it the next day. But right. yeah, <laughs> that that really hurt me. And yeah and it's like you said because sometimes things happen and she's who I want to call and tell she's who I want to talk to it about and like I said even though we're cool now it's still not the same so you gonna talk to anyways uh, <laughs> oh I was I was like, getting a slow jam <laughs> <laughs> like the uh late 98.2 slow jam <laughs> What is anyway, 98.2? Um, what is that? What is the... 92.1? 92.1, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I know numbers are not my thing. You know that. Listen, I'm not a numbers person. I understand. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so point blank. You don't need toxic people or the negativity in your life. And a good friend won't be in a toxic relationship or any kind of unhealthy relationship, friendship with you. You don't need to feel bad about breaking off an unhealthy friendship because self-absorbed people like that so-called friend won't care either. You do need to find yourself people who care and want to spend time with you, support you, and lift you up. But here's the catch. If a relationship is heading south, it might also be because you are the toxic friend of the relationship, which I didn't expect this in this article. (laughs) 
What you not gonna do is call me out for my shit. Anyways, if you don't recognize any of these signs in your friend, but your relationship has been dwindling, perhaps it's best that you take a hard look in the mirror and determine if it's you doing the damage. It's not me. She was trash. Are you a supportive friend or a jealous one? Are you a talker and a listener? What about your friends? Will they stand their ground? Will they let you down again? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that's that good TLC. <laughs> People try to say, act a little crazy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, this thing's just popping to my head. Hmm. Yeah, so this is um, a very good article like i said like especially as i grow older i'm just very into like having relationships that are advancing me to being a better person in my life and so if you are just there for you well you need to be there for something else it's not me (laughs) yeah (laughs) but alas so um it is gonna be hard um if you do decide to end the relationship with a friend, it can be hard. And it's not, you, sometimes you want to pick up your phone and text that person. And that person is just, you shouldn't. Sometimes it's really time. hard. Yeah. With friendships. Yeah. Cause you, we, we live in that concept of day ones and that's all fine and good. But sometimes people literally just grow in different directions and like you said, yeah. Doyle, when we're younger, we can deal with flaky friends better. But when you're older, yeah. you don't want that. Yeah, I'm too lazy for like new friends. So I you mean, better be a good ass friend. That's true. If... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta be a good ass friend if I'm gonna put effort into a friendship. But alas, so we're gonna move along to our favorite part of the pot: the buy you a dream. <laughs> Um, you want to go first? You want me to go first? Go ahead and go first. Okay, I'll go first. So I'm buying in two rounds of drinks today. I'm buying a round for air conditioning and another round for ceiling fans. (laughs) (laughs) Because my, um, air conditioning unit is doing some crazy things. And, um, I've called a repair person because I don't know what's going on. But... I will say that my ceiling fans, like I have ceiling fans all throughout this house. Even in the bathroom, there's a ceiling fan. And they have made, like my ceiling fans, listen, y'all, I'm in Mississippi. It's hot as hell right now, okay? It like the, it got to like 90 something degrees today, but the feel like temperature was like 103. With Mm -hmm. my ceiling fans going, it's fine as long as I'm sitting down like it's fine now I can't like get up and clean up and do a whole bunch of stuff which is why I've been cleaning up at night a lot lately and not in the daytime because that's not gonna happen but as long as my ceiling fans are on like I still have to have a blanket when I'm sitting there watching tv because it's cool so I am thankful for those ceiling fans but um I need Mr. Man to come on and get here the um my home warranty place just sent me an email uh, not too long ago, it was like, due to COVID-19, we're having some issues getting you a person scheduled to come out. We'll let you know. Yeah, nigga, you need to let me know because y'all don't have an issue 
taking that money out of my account every month, but I digress. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all take that out on time. Send me somebody to fix my fucking air on time. But anywho, that's what I want to buy around for air conditioners and ceiling fans. What about you doing? I want to buy it around for recipe websites and blogs because mm. I'd be like, I need to eat something healthy. I don't really know what I want to eat. And so I just search stuff on oh, the internet. Oh, you I don't know how. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, last weekend, I um, ate a lot of foods. Because, you know, <laughs> last weekend. And so now I got to lose weight again. So I'm getting myself back on this whole 30 kick. And yeah, it's so easy nowadays to find a recipe that's healthy and nutritious. And so buying a drink for even though food blogs talk too much like i'm like i don't care what t-shirt you had on and what your husband wants i don't care i just want the recipe recipe. (laughs) um but they're important um i have a guilty pleasure Mm -hmm. (laughs) please don't cancel me everyone (laughs) but when i'm looking up certain recipes I look for the Paula Dean version because I know it's going to be super Honestly, good. <laughs> I have an autograph recipe from Paula Dean. And like, I made like a carrot cake recipe and it had no like water in it whatsoever. It was just oil and butter. I mean, and it was the best recipe I've ever made in my life. Our favorite foods are butter, <laughs> peanut butter, and butter. <laughs> butter. Butter is important. I'm buying a drink for butter because it's important. <laughs> Real butter, not margarine. Real right, butter. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. My granny is just, she's like, so you always cook with real butter? I'm like, yeah, girl, because might as well. <laughs> it was like, it's something that like as an adult I've gotten into because like, you know, growing up, margarine was just fine. Yeah. But um, real yeah. butter. You know, I, I grew past my upbringing because I grew up on margarine <laughs> and Miracle Whip. But thank Jesus, oh, yeah. I have discovered real butter and real mayo. But God. I like, I'm doing but I will tell you, um, have I ever sent you anything by Chef Risha? Yeah. I, well, no, I follow her. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. I was going to say, she good. has a lot of keto dishes. Yeah. And um, all the ones that I've made, except for that cake, that cake was awful. But other than yeah. that, everything that I've made of hers has been great, whether it's keto or not. Yeah, I don't trust keto because I feel like um, as a diabetic, I don't think that we should be putting our body into ketosis. I don't don't either. I don't (laughs) either. For fuzzies. Yeah. But I'm like, I trust Whole30 because I'm like, it's low carb, but I don't feel like it's doing impactful things to my liver or my kidneys. Like it's low carb, but it's not super saturated fat. Yeah. Yeah, and, I'm not yeah. trying to eat a lot of fat. Um, I have a cousin who was doing keto, and so whenever we have family gatherings, I try to make a dish or two for her. And so mm-hmm. that's why I started trying Chef Risha's um, keto dishes. But yeah, yeah she she they they're really good. Um, like she could cook though, like she's fine, and then she could cook, and I'm like, fuck you, bitch. Like yeah. <laughs> pick a pick a struggle. <laughs> she's got me wanting a sous vide. Now I don't have anywhere to put a goddamn sous vide, and yeah. I don't even cook meat that often. But she got me wanting one. 
So I kind of want a bread maker. I think I've decided that that's what put I want something next else in my brain. Listen, we're just talking about food, <laughs> but it's like, mm, um, I'm trying to think who else has really good dishes. Uh, well, on Pinterest, I think I have like a bunch of Whole Thirty recipes yeah. from Pinterest. The only thing with Pinterest recipes is that, to me, they're not necessarily that great for beginners. Um, mm-hmm. You need to know how to season your food. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. Pinterest doesn't necessarily season in the way that I feel like we should season. Oh, yeah. You de- they definitely be like salt and pepper. I'm like, but what else? And they'll be like, <laughs> a, they'll be like a sprinkle or a dash. And I'm like, girl, no, this is a whole breast of chicken. <laughs> it's gonna take more than a sprinkle of salt and pepper so yeah but they have some good whole 30 recipes um on mm-hmm. pinterest yeah yeah so healthy recipes i'm gonna try to make some sesame cauliflower this week um today i made beyond meat burgers so how did you how did you like it i mean after it was all said and done how did you like it it was good taste wise but like it was still kind of not the same texture as meat and you know what that wasn't beyond meat that i had i looked in my freezer when i got home i have boca burgers in my freezer oh yeah um and maybe it's because they're frozen that i don't really yeah like notice the texture or the smell when I'm cooking it. Mm-hmm. But like as it's cooking, I just start adding extra seasonings to it. And yeah. I mean I added some seasoning and I added like a garlic sauce. Yeah. To it, so it was fine, but it was just like it was still you could tell it wasn't meat. It was very Yeah, juicy. I it, yeah. <laughs> like I know that I'm not eating meat, but yeah. um it's But still like good. beyond meat pretends like it's supposed to be very meaty like and I'm like it's so crunchy like literally when I like <laughs> I had to because I was going to try to grab it with my hand and that didn't work so I had to use the um whatever you use spatula? Like, spatula yeah so I used that but it was just like yeah it was just really crumbly mm. It was still fine. I'm hungry, is that what so Tabitha I was like, uses? I is that what Auntie Tabitha uses? Like so? Like yeah, that? that's the thing about it. Is like when I was vegetarian, I tried not to do a lot of meat. There was pretending to be meat. Yeah, there were a lot of other things that because it's full of sodium. Like I think one patty was like three fifty milligrams of sodium and so like I'm not really so if I'm gonna be vegetarian, it is very raw vegetarian yeah when i vegan because i'm lactose intolerant as well so i need to stop putting cheese in my body when when (laughs) i was a vegetarian which when i was a full-fledged vegetarian for a couple of years i was an undergraduate student so i wasn't i didn't have the money to buy like a lot of imitation meat or whatever but any other time since then that i've taken a period where i've given up meat yeah i just give it up i don't do any of the imitation stuff I legit had Boca burgers and I've tried like the, the Boca hot dogs. I've just done those just because I wanted to try them and see what it was like. Yeah, uh, black bean, it still doesn't <laughs> seem like a full burger, but I like black bean burgers. No, I do but not yeah, like that. I don't know <laughs> if I care for Beyond Meat, even mm. though I 
invested in the stock. But anyways, <laughs> so we're gonna um, tell y'all how we can get in touch. Um, so we are on the Instagram as Poor Life Decision One Decision because we're changing them one at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it's the same name as our Etsy account. Um, we are on Twitter as PLD Pie. We really are just talking about random shit because I don't know when new TV is gonna come around anymore. <laughs> Though there's something else that just came on, and I feel like you were watching it. What? I don't know. I don't remember. There was a show that just came on that was supposed to be on Twitter. I don't know. I don't. may destroy you? No, it was a new season or something, but you know, I've been drinking. Don't ask me any questions. Um, <laughs> the Alienist? Because no, I, I definitely watched that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you can watch The Alienist with Chris. Um, it debuts on the 19th. <laughs> we're ready. Um, I well, you can also email us at hello at poorlifedecision.com. You can let us know what kind of poor life decisions you want to talk to. We're happy to talk about it. I'm also reading um the first book of Harry Potter again. So if anybody wants to read along with me, just tweet with me at PLD Pod. <laughs> I kind of want to, I need to find it. Yeah, I gotta find it. I gotta find it. My coworker was reading the first book, so I was like, I bought the book. <laughs> or maybe <laughs> on, this like, is too e-book. soon. This is too soon yeah. for me to start over. Don't you think? Yeah, let's go. Oh, <laughs> oh well, we, do, we do need to watch soon. And maybe we'll do a podcast watching. Yeah. But I do want to start watching Harry Potter again because yeah. I have Disney Plus and I can do that. Or yeah. was it HBO Max? Yep. HBO Max. Yep. And I can also do that. So <laughs> that's your business. It's my business. <laughs> um, be sure that you go onto iTunes and leave us a five star rating. Okay. Five the star others chick. do not work. Five star chick. That's right. If you're a five star <laughs> chick, leave us a five star rating. Or for our guys out there, if you got a five star chick in your life or want one. Leave us a five-star rating. Leave us a great review. And guys, honestly, that is like one of the best ways you can help us because it helps other people find us. And you know who needs to find and listen to us? Chance. Chance the rapper. Because he needs to learn how to let go of toxic relationships. He needs to... Oh, so you didn't see all the Chance hubbub on Twitter today. I ignore most chance hubbub. Girl, okay. This is the thing. I unfollowed him a long time ago. And for some reason, anywho. So, of course, he's trying to like, I mean, he's caping for a Kanye again. He's all about, you know, why do you want to vote for Biden over Kanye? And that's not right. And you should vote for Kanye. I mean, it was just. so disappointed he he thinks like a 13 year old honestly i was tired of him the coloring book was great i have not listened to a single thing after that because he's all like i love my wife and, and then nobody want to hear that shit blah, 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 blah. yeah so go I on care. go on and leave us those ratings and reviews so people like chance can find the show and maybe he can fix some of his poor life decisions like Poor life decisions. That's mm-hmm. all we're trying to do is help people out here. Right. That's it. 
<laughs> be sure you follow your skincare routine. I cannot say enough how important sunscreen is. So right now I am in the market for, I'm shopping for a uh, a reapply sunscreen. Um, I had a spray one because honestly, you put your sunscreen on when you do your makeup and it's all fine and good. But guys, you really need to replenish your sunscreen every two to three hours, even if you're inside, because UV rays can come through the window. So, <laughs> um, I was I had this spray, um, but it was a sample, and it was really good, but it's also really expensive, and I just feel like I can find something else that works better. I've heard some good things about Paula's Choice um blot powder that's an spf mm. so i'm gonna try it and get back with you guys and let you know how that works um but yeah because you know black don't crack but it can get rough looking if you don't love on it and treat it right so we're gonna love on ourselves we're gonna treat ourselves well we're gonna work on things we feel like we need to work on with our skin and there's no way i can work on my hyperpigmentation if i don't use sunscreen so I'm gonna try that one out and let you guys know how it works. That's all yeah. I have. <laughs> I I started with black girl sunscreen and for the most part just seems fine. But I also have never found a sunscreen that didn't show up as gray on me. So. Oh, that black girl sunscreen does a great job of not leaving a cast. It, yeah, it does not leave a cast at all. It is a little greasy for me, but it's not something that I can't work with mm -hmm. um i think i'm gonna talk more about that next week for my someone something i think i've been putting some things together i think you know anywho yeah mm -hmm. um drink water take your medicines stop texting that nigga go stop ahead stop texting him <laughs> yeah be kind to yourself love on yourself be gentle with yourself can't tell you that enough namaste <laughs> we love y'all. Bye, we love